Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode 101, The Power of Boundaries. It's March 6th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, etc. I'm also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. My music is by Howie Moskovich. The power of boundaries. This is an amazing topic. It's very significant. It's very helpful in life. And it is also a topic that we don't frequently talk about. So if you don't know what I mean by boundaries, that'll be made clear in the podcast. So don't worry, don't sweat it. And if you know you have problems with boundaries, hopefully this is going to be helpful to you. Now, a couple housekeeping things. If you're new to my content, I hope you're going to make me happy. (laughs) and visit my website and enter my current giveaway. So I've been doing giveaways since the beginning and I really enjoy them. It's a little way to spoil my people with some little prizes. And you can visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com to enter. My disclaimer. My disclaimer for you is that this podcast and my YouTube videos and all of the content on my website and in my book is not intended to be medical or therapy advice in any capacity. I am not a therapist. I am not a licensed healthcare provider. I am not in the healthcare field or therapy in any capacity. And you should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed therapist or licensed healthcare provider. If you're listening to this podcast and life is very hard for you or you're feeling suicidal, or if you just feel really deeply depressed and hopeless, I am asking you to take the help that's available and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you to talk about it. I'm asking you to tell people. It's fine with me if you post it on social media. What I promise you is if you get in action and start talking about it, make that phone call. People will help you. I promise you that. There's a lot of help available. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed. Just get the support that you need. My next housekeeping item really is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I have transcripts available for my podcast, both on the rss.com site and on my website. I'm kind of working out the kinks with my IT guy for an automated process so that the transcripts will appear more quickly. So we're working on the kinks about that. Typically, they'll, they'll appear within 24 hours or a couple of days. And 
the other thing for the deaf and hard of hearing community is I am working on my pronunciation and my speed of speaking so that my transcripts are more accurate. And I apologize that the first 100 whatever are not the clearest. I'm, I clearly have some room to improve in my speed at which I speak and my pronunciation. So bear with me. Hopefully you have a little compassion. And I'm just thrilled that we have transcripts available. So moving on. Defining boundaries. Well, first of all, if you don't know what I mean about boundaries, please do not be beating yourself up or be worried about it. But this will be helpful because boundaries are something that you want to have in your life. You want to have boundaries. You want to have clear boundaries and you want to be clear for yourself what your boundaries are. So the dictionary definition of a boundary is a line that marks or limits an area, the edge of something, or the limit of a subject, principle, or relationship, the dividing line. Boundary is also defined as the conceptual limit between you and another person, or an imaginary line between you and another person or an entity. And boundaries are very clear clear boundaries are very helpful in having a healthy and happy life and they can really help you take back your power. Now, there are plenty of people who are old people who don't have boundaries. They didn't learn about boundaries, their parents didn't have boundaries, so they grew up not having boundaries and they don't know that they don't have boundaries. So they cross other people's boundaries because they don't have their own. But this is an area where people will struggle with. They'll struggle because they don't have them. They don't have boundaries. They don't know that they don't have boundaries. They don't know what boundaries are, and they don't know the power of, of having boundaries. So that's what we're talking about. Now, in high school, I have mentioned in many podcasts, my beloved mom, God rest her soul, God bless her soul, made me read the assertiveness handbook titled Your Perfect Right, which is a, still in print and a, a very amazing book. Well, she did that because I, I had some people who weren't that nice to me. And she was my gatekeeper. She would tell me, no, you can't go spend time with them. No, you can't go here or there. Because I wasn't assertive enough to be able to express how I felt. So I want to read a quote to you from a book titled, How to Speak Your Mind, Become Assertive and Set Limits by Darlene Lancer. Now, this is not a book I've read, and and I'm not familiar with the author, but the quote from Darlene Lancer really I found very insightful and compelling, which is why I'm including it. So here's a quote from Darlene Lancer and her book. Quote, setting boundaries is an advanced form of assertiveness. It involves risk and entails taking a position about who you are, what you're willing to do or not do and how you want to be treated and respected in your relationships. It first requires awareness of your values, feelings, and needs, plus some practice in making I statements about them. 
So that again, that quote, end quote, is from How to Speak Your Mind, Become Assertive and Set Limits from Darlene Lancer. You do not have to go read an assertiveness book to be able to begin to establish boundaries if you don't have them or clarify your boundaries or begin to get going on this. You do not have to do that. Now, I, I am a big fan of assertiveness, like diehard fan, and assertiveness will help you in every area of life, but it's not a prerequisite or requirement that you have to go read an assertiveness book or take an assertiveness course or do something because I am going to give you steps and hopefully a lot of clarity about boundaries in this podcast. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about with boundaries or you know you don't have boundaries or you know your boundaries are weak, wherever you are, I'm really requesting that you don't have this, oh, woe is me, here's something else that's wrong with me attitude. You can have that attitude. You can have any attitude you want to have. You can have whatever beliefs you want. I'm suggesting an alternative, which is what I do when I find out something about myself. Like I recently found out, figured out, learned, whatever, grew that A, I'm deeply guarded when it comes to being with a man, like so guarded. And I run away from love. So like that's powerful. Now I'm not proud of that, but I'm not woe is me. Oh, oh, look, I'm guarded. Oh, look, I run away from love. No, I'm like, well, that's really helpful because that's really going to help me in the future. So, so you could have a woe is me attitude. If you're lacking boundaries, don't have them, or, or, or they need to be shored up, I'm just suggesting how about being like, oh, wow, yes, I want to be happier. I want a better life for myself. Let me get going on my boundaries. So that's my suggestion. Now, if you happen to be in an abusive relationship, that could be an abusive intimate relationship, it could be an abusive friendship, it could be a hostile work environment or abuse going on at work, it could happen in any number of places. I want you to know that abusers, someone who's a bully or an abuser, they typically will violate boundaries. It's part of the nature of power and control with abuse. So this podcast is even more important for you if you find or if you know you're in some type of domestic abuse or abuse at work or family or friends or some organization. So I just want to make mention of that. It's a difficult position or a difficult predicament to be in, but it happens at work and it happens in organization. It happens everywhere people are. So it's even more important for you to kind of sort yourself out on the boundary issue. So I want to give you a couple signs that maybe you might be lacking in boundaries. Now these may not be signs that you're lacking in boundaries, but they could be. So they're, you know, possible. Hmm. All right. So it, it might be hard for you to say no, even when you're clear that you're not interested or it's a no. Like you could be a people pleaser or you might lack assertiveness, but sometimes when you have difficulty saying no, when you know you're not interested, that could be a lack of boundaries. You don't value yourself. So everyone else's needs triumph and trump your needs or your wants. Caring too much about what other people think of you and caving to what other people think or want as a result of that. 
A lack of energy or feeling tired all the time can be a symptom. If you feel responsible for how other people feel and take that weight and that burden unnecessarily, that could be a sign you might be lacking in boundaries. If you don't know who you are or you lack clarity about who you are, you know, you're not being your highest self, that could be a sign. If you tend to be used or exploited by other people, even in the smallest ways, that can also be a sign. If you are frequently or chronically annoyed by people, that might be a sign. If you feel that people don't either listen to you or respect you, that can be a sign. You may be suffering from depression and, and, or, and or anxiety, anxiety, which could be a sign or may be completely unrelated. If you blame other people for your plight, your situation, or how you feel, that could be a sign. Um, you borrow things or take things without permission, that's definitely a sign you don't have boundaries. And if someone has openly said to you, don't you have any boundaries, that's actually a red flag waving. And yes, I've actually said that to people. I said that to, back in the day, one of my friend's mother's. Like her mom called me and I was like, what, what are you doing? Like, don't you have any boundaries? And she said, boundaries, what are boundaries? Well, she clearly didn't have any, she didn't know. And you know, so those are just a few of the things that could be pointing in the direction that your boundaries might be lacking. Now you can have boundaries in every area of life. So here's some of the common areas where it's helpful to have boundaries. In the areas of your emotions, physical, your physical self and physical body, in the area of uh, your sexual practices, at work and professionally, financially, environmentally, with respect to your time, with respect to your material belongings, and spiritually. And I'm going to give you some examples shortly. So I want to talk to you before I dive into some examples and making it clear for you the benefits of having healthy boundaries. And I'm talking about healthy boundaries. And some people have boundaries that are not healthy. So that's not, that's not helpful. All right. So number one, having healthy boundaries definitely makes life easier for you. It makes life clear. It makes it definitely a huge boost for, for making life easier. It also helps foster healthy relationships with other people. It can lower your stress. Well, in my opinion, it absolutely lowers stress. It will be, help you become self-aware because to have boundaries, you have to have some level of what works for you and what doesn't work for you. It reduces confusion for not only yourself, but other people in your life. It can absolutely help you be happier. It's helpful to other people in a variety of ways. It helps create and build trust. It is an act of self-care. And if you're new to my podcast, I'm a diehard fan of self-care. That means honoring yourself, taking care of yourself, doing what works for you, not at the expense of other people. We don't do bad or mean things. Um, but it having healthy boundaries is an act of self-care in my opinion. It can improve and protect your mental health and it can definitely protect you from being 
used, exploited, and disrespected. So there's a number of the top benefits. There's other benefits, but that gives you the, the flavor and feel of the most important benefits. And of course, the opposite means if you lack boundaries, you can be left feeling used or exploited. You can be left feeling angry or resentful. Your anxiety might go up. You might have more stress, more depression. You might feel a deep lack of energy or some feeling drained. And you might feel confused but not know why, like you can't put your finger on it. And in some cases, you might feel betrayed or violated depending on what happened. So a lack of boundaries is not helpful to you. So I want to talk about boundary areas and give you some a rich body of examples because that I think is going to be the most helpful thing other than some recommendations coming up. So typically, typically your boundaries are going to be shaped and informed or sourced by your core values and your needs and your priorities. Now, many people haven't ever stopped or paused to be introspective about what are their core values. And that's okay. You want to have everything be okay. You're living your life. You're doing your best life the best that you can with the way you were raised and everything else. So it's the norm that people don't pause and say, hmm, what are my top values? What are my core values? What, what is really meaningful and important to me? But typically, it's going to be a combination of your core values, your needs, and your priorities that shape and inform and create your boundaries. So for example, some of my core values are kindness, integrity, honesty, taking the high road, love, playing, laughing, having fun, being compassionate. And that means, those values mean for me that I cannot tolerate meanness. I cannot tolerate cruelty. I cannot tolerate lying, cheating, affairs, vindictive behavior people looking down on other people, people thinking they're better than other people, because that violates my core values. It's a complete mismatch. It's just like the opposite of kindness, love, and all the things that I mentioned. So I have boundaries based on my values because kindness and love and generosity, these are things that are the most important things to me in life. So why would I want somebody in my circle or in my posse who's cruel to another person? No, that's that's like, oh, that's that's that is actually painful to me. So another example is happiness. Happiness is one of my core values. <laughs> I love happiness. If you missed my podcast, I have a three-part podcast on a crash course in happiness. Like there's a lot that's involved in happiness and happiness and love are my thing. Like they are happiness and love, like just move over people. So what does that mean if I'm talking about my core value of happiness? How does that shape and inform my boundaries? Well, one of the ways it shapes my boundaries is I don't get embroiled in other people's stuff. Like 
it's not my problem. It's not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't allow other people's stuff to become my problem because that can take you down in life. That can make you unhappy. I also don't watch the news. Listen, if there's anything major that happens in the world, I'll see it on social media at some point and then I can go look it up. I do not engage in conversations that are either painful or divisive or with people who are irrational or on topics that are emotionally charged because quite frankly, we have a lot of irrational people who are not fully in control of their emotions and they're irrational. A rational person cannot have a decent, meaningful conversation on a charged topic with someone who's irrational because they're looking at life through a warped view. So I avoid divisive, you know, heated, emotionally charged conversations because it's not going to make me happy. And I know if I'm talking to somebody who's an emotional reasoner, that would be a form of a irrational thinking, they're never going to arrive at a logical conclusion because they are irrational. So that's not helpful. It's kind of like being on a, on a treadmill or a little, you know, whirling thing for a gerbil. I say no because of my core value of happiness. I say no to things that don't serve me, that don't honor my priorities or that are not necessary or that violate you know, my happiness boundaries because happiness is important to me. Now that doesn't mean I don't do loving and kind things for people, but there are things and there are people in my life who know I'm not going to talk about X topic or Y topic or whatever or do something because it wouldn't make me happy. So that's kind of the whole happiness thing. <laughs> now, physical boundaries. So I'm going to give you a whole bunch of other examples so you really get the clarity, you get the whole idea of this. So physical, physical boundaries. So I have a lot of physical boundaries. <laughs> like, for example... Well, some of them, some of my physical boundaries fall under self-care, but for physical boundaries, like I have a physical boundary about taking care of myself and getting enough sleep. Yeah, I'm a diehard fan of getting enough sleep and I sleep well. Thank you. Um, of, of walking, of taking my vitamins, like, you know, I have been ridiculed in the past for looking at the clock and going, oh. Like it's getting late. I think I better get to bed uh, because sleep is a priority because I feel better if I've had enough sleep and I like to be happy and I like to feel good. So my core value of happiness and my core value of feeling good drive my physical self-care boundaries of getting enough sleep and taking care of myself. Now, environmental boundaries. Well, I'm allergic to mold, so... I do have a boundary about an environment being mold-free because I'm allergic to mold and very sensitive. Like, I could walk in a place and know if there's mold. I also have an environmental boundary about chemicals because I've learned a lot about chemicals in the last 20 years, none of which I plan to learn, but I did. I'm thankful I learned it. And I like things clean and organized. Well, I like things clean and organized because I feel better and it makes me happy. So the things that make me happy and the things that make me feel good are going to become boundaries because they support my core values. Now, I also have a boundary about not being around people who have 
overdosed themselves in fragrance or aftershave or scented products because if I can smell you from three or five feet away, that's whew, way too much for me. And the other reality is a lot of the scented products contain toxic chemicals, so I don't want to be around that either for my own health. Now, time boundaries. I'm, I'm a huge fan of using my time well because life is precious. And if you look at life being precious, then your time is precious. So I don't waste my time. Well, that's not completely true. I'm very rigorous about my use of time. I don't waste other people's time, and I don't appreciate it when people waste my time, and I will speak up about that. Now, spiritual boundaries. I have my own faith and my own beliefs. I'm clear about them. I love them. I appreciate them. I'm set with them. But what that means is I'm not open to having a conversation about being converted to another religion. It's not that I don't value other religions. I value other religions. I appreciate them. They're fine for you. I've got mine. You can have yours. But it means that when someone shows up at my door or I see someone at the mall, I'm not interested in having a conversation about changing my religion. I'm just not. So I don't do it. And that doesn't make some people happy, by the way, but that's not my problem. That is not my problem. Now, health boundaries. Mm, this is very interesting. So I have a lot of health boundaries. And um, one of the ways that I inform my health boundaries is through research. So I will do research to arrive at what I feel is, is a reasonable boundary. And that doesn't always make physicians happy. So I want to give you an example. So back in the day, I was going to have surgery on a for the removal of a 19-centimeter fibroid, which is in the 95th percentile. It's huge. It's about the size of a small soccer ball. Not the full-size soccer ball, but the smaller-size soccer ball. And the surgeon doing the surgery requested that he that I give him permission to use a sterile piece of Gore-Tex over the incision because it was going to be a massive, I would have been, was going to have a massive surgical site. It was going to be massive. And he informed me that that was not FDA approved at the time. So I said, okay, well, great. Thank you. I'll think about it. And then I researched it. And then I talked to another physician who had a cow that I would even for a nanosecond, consider the use of a piece of sterile Gore-Tex. And my response was to the doctor, well, the only FDA-approved solution for preventing adhesions, which was the purpose, is to fill the abdominal cavity with saline, sterile saline. And the minute you move, that's not, that sterile saline is not going to protect all the stitches. It's not going to protect your stitches at all the minute you move. There's nothing that's going to keep the saline, you know, cocooned around all these massive, this massive surgical site. So in the end, I made my decision based on research and it became boundary. Well, really upset one of the doctors like they were over the moon. By the way, it is now FDA approved to use sterile Gore-Tex over incisions for the prevention of adhesions, which are very painful, like I'm saying very painful. I didn't get any, amazingly. 
but you know you can use research to inform your medical decisions and then be very clear about them so one of my other boundaries in the area of health is that I've done massive, massive amounts of research on cancer, helped one person avoid a cancer diagnosis that the specialist and physician said was, was for sure, that they were for sure going to get cancer. So I know a lot about cancer, but here's the thing. I have a boundary about not talking to a lot of people, many people, about cancer because it makes me very angry and it's very painful to me because people raise money and throw money at cancer, but they're not really interested in knowing what the truth is, what the facts are, what this book says, what that book says, what the history is. Like They're not really interested in the facts and the truth. So that's painful to me because... Mm, we're not talking about what we should be talking about. And it makes me angry because people die unnecessarily. I mean, if, if I, as a mother with no science background, can prevent cancer in someone, well, it's not rocket scientistry. The, the, the research and materials are all there. I don't have subpoena power. I don't, I don't have three boxes of research materials that were subpoenaed. They're public records. You can go to the public library and see the cancer hotspots. We're not talking about it. So it makes me very upset. Really, like my head would pop off. So I don't do it. I don't talk to people about it. Now, I may find someone who's very sincerely interested and open-minded, in which case I'll say, well, here's two books I would start with, or here's some film documentaries, or here's what you can look up. And then if you are if you do that and you're still interested in having a conversation, well, yes, of course I would have a conversation with them because they're open-minded and they actually give a rat's behind and they're not like living in the emperor has no clothes. So I have a boundary about who and the length and the type of conversation I will have in, in the area of certain health things because it's too painful for me and it makes me too angry. So there you can see that some boundaries can help you with managing your emotions. Like the whole cancer thing, I, I can't even tell you how furious and how ups, deeply upsetting it is to me. I mean... I just can't even, it's unspeakable. And so are many other things in health, by the way. So I just had to put up some boundaries to help me manage because, you know, it violates my happiness core value to be angry and upset about something that I really don't have a lot of skin in the game to control or change. Now, the next component, so that gives you a whole wealth of examples of different boundaries. We're going to touch on the next topic, which is what happens when someone oversteps a boundary, you or someone else, or a boundary gets crossed. Well, this this happens a lot. It happens, it happens at work. It happens everywhere, and we don't talk about it, but we should. So if you've overstepped someone else's bounds, boundaries, you want to apologize. That's the most appropriate thing to do. Now, you don't always have to, but it's a great idea. Like You want to be able to apologize for making mistakes and getting it wrong. That's my opinion. That's my suggestion. Now, if someone else oversteps your bounds, 
I wouldn't expect them to apologize. It would be nice if they apologized. It would be appropriate if they apologized. We're not, we're not living in a society where people can freely say, oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I got it wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't live in that society yet. And quite frankly, as I mentioned earlier, overstepping boundaries is a tactic of manipulation that abusers use. So they're never going to apologize. And they're actually doing that, in my opinion, on purpose. Of course, I do say that based on the power and control wheel, wheel which you can find online. So an apology would be appropriate and you might not ever get it or I wouldn't expect it. Now, I want to give you two examples. So uh, I met a friend for coffee and we had this lovely, lovely time. It was just amazing. Then I we said goodbye. I went home and I realized right after I got home that I might have accidentally overstepped my bounds. I wasn't sure, but I thought, ooh, that's possible. So I quickly texted her, sent her a text that said, I apologize if I overstepped my bounds. I really didn't mean to, and I'm deeply sorry if I actually did that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, very quickly, she wrote back and said, no, no, thank you. You actually gave me some really good things to think about. So I'm, I'm happy and it's all, it's all good. But in that case, I didn't know if I had overstepped my bounds, but it occurred to me maybe because, you know, you're not other people. I'm not her, so I don't know all her boundaries. And I don't, you know, like you, you can't be in somebody's mind and know the impact sometimes of your behavior or your statements or what's going on. So when in doubt, you know, apologize and clean it up. And in that case, it was a positive. There was no overstepping of the bounds. Now, Here's a here's a professional example. I'm a little a little reluctant to give it because some of you are just gonna be like, "Who is this woman?" Well, I am who I am. But back in the day, I was in sales and I had to travel with the district manager for the company I work for. So we get in my car and I'm ready to go, but we're, we're not leaving. And he turns and he looks at me and he's like, what are you waiting for? Let's go. To which I replied, well, I'm waiting for you to put your seatbelt on. And once you put your seatbelt on, we will leave. And he looked at me. Now, this was a big man. He was a very big man, barely fit in my car. And he said, I don't wear my seatbelt. I don't have to wear my seatbelt. Nobody's ever asked me to wear my seatbelt. Let's go. I looked at him and said, well, you're in my car. I pay for this car. I pay for my insurance. You're not paying for my car, my insurance. If you don't want to wear your seatbelt, I'm not taking you, but we can both get out of the car and you can drive your car and not wear your seatbelt. And he just... He, he, he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe, first of all, I was very young, and uh, he, no, apparently no other sales reps or managers had ever made this guy wear, wear a seatbelt in their car. 
but it was a boundary for me. It was a safety issue, and, and I just thought, what the... So he scoffs. He's scoffing and looking at me. Like, then he, he thought about it. Like He had to make a, a decision, either put his seatbelt on or get out of the car and he could drive. So he gets done scoffing and he sighs and he puts his seatbelt on and off we went. And it was very interesting because it would have never occurred to me that other people wouldn't say, put your seatbelt on. Why would you not do that? Well, there are people who drive without their seatbelt, like apparently he did. And that's fine. That's your decision. But if you're in my car, you follow my car rules, which is you wear your seatbelt. And hopefully you don't get sick in my car. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so there's an example. Now, another area where this frequently comes up of overstepping boundaries or violating boundaries is people borrowing your stuff without asking or taking your stuff without asking. And this happens at work too. Like people will scarf your, you know, the certain binder you have or certain pen you use or what have you. I mean, I know I've brought my own pens to work and people love them. So then they want to take all my pens, but you know, this is just very, it's very powerful to be clear about who you are and what works for you. And not be afraid or ashamed or embarrassed. Now, you know, a different person might have been afraid of losing their job. I've never been afraid of losing my job. I'm a good worker. I work hard. I perform. I'm a top performer. You know, if somebody doesn't want me working for them, bye-bye. But no, you don't get to ride in my car just because you're, you know, a higher level management and make your own rules. That's That doesn't work for me. Now, I want to talk to you about a couple key areas that will really help you either shore up your boundaries or start establishing boundaries or maybe course correcting if your boundaries aren't quite what they could be. And then I'm going to wrap up with some final suggestions. So the first thing that's going to help you in establishing boundaries is taking care of yourself. We live in a world, if you walk around looking at people the next time you're out at the grocery store or some big box store or wherever, you look around. Look around at people and see, do they look like they're taking care of themselves? Just look. Then you can look at yourself. Are you taking care of yourself? Well, I don't know the answer to that, but I know the answer for a lot of people based on observation is, no, they're not taking care of themselves. They have too much on their plate, they're not getting enough sleep, etc., etc., etc. Self-care is extremely important for your happiness, for your well-being, for your health, for so many reasons, and it can help you establish boundaries that will serve you. So self-care I would put on your list if you're not taking care of yourself. Now, I have a whole podcast about that, so I'm not going to say any more about that. All right, learning assertiveness. Well, you heard me read a quote from an, a book on assertiveness. I, I mentioned it. Assertiveness is not being aggressive. Although the dictionary definition, the last time I looked, did include the word aggressive. No, assertiveness there's no part of assertiveness that is aggressive. Assertiveness is an amazing topic that will help you 
in every single area of your life, including this topic, which is you know, establishing and, ha and enjoying the power of boundaries. So I would put assertiveness, you know, you could put it on your bucket list, you could put, I'll tell you where to put it later. <laughs> um, next, growing your emotional abilities. Well, emotions are amazing, but oftentimes emotions are what tank people in life. They just take them right out of the game. They lose some valued thing because they can't deal with their emotions or they can't get themselves sorted out. Emotions are extremely powerful, but you have to learn how to use them, which is what we're not teaching people. If we were teaching everybody all this stuff, everybody would already know it, but we're not. Look at society. The next thing that's really going to help you is to build healthy self-esteem. We know from all reports, the statistic on low self-esteem is that approximately 85% of the population in the world has low self-esteem. That's a buzzkill, people. That is a real buzzkill. You don't feel good, you don't feel deserving, you don't feel worthy, and you look at all of life through that lens. That's the filter you look at life through. You're not good enough, you didn't do this good enough, you weren't enough, you don't, good things aren't meant for you. That is a buzzkill in the biggest way. If you go to work on self-care, my first suggestion here, that will help you build self-esteem over time. If you get to work on learning assertiveness, that's also going to help you feel better about yourself and build self-esteem. And clearly, definitely, if you get to work on growing your emotional abilities, that's going to help you in so many ways because there's five components to emotional intelligence and one of them is self-awareness. Well, when you start to really get an accurate picture of yourself, you probably will feel like significantly better. Because you're looking at yourself through the lens of low self-esteem, not the accurate lens of what reality is. And the, the next two things, well, the next thing is to learn some communication skills where you start at least beginning to use I statements. We don't generally talk about this, but when you use I statements, and I'm saying I as in the alphabet, the letter I, as in I, capital I, it would go like this, I feel X, or I feel Y, or I feel Z when this happens, or I think blah, 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 or blah, 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 when you do this or that. So instead of saying, you make me feel sad, or you make me feel angry, or you, you make me feel, that's typically what people say, well, you make me mad, you make me, you know, is I feel. Like, take ownership of your own emotions instead of pointing it over to the other person. You make me angry. You, well, you could say, well, I feel angry when you say this to me. Or I feel sad when this happens. And that's you taking ownership of your own emotions instead of throwing it on. The responsibility is on the other person. So that would be helpful if you just started to implement I statements instead of you. And then my next suggestion is to get on the road to growth and development, which is amazing. It's really, you can have it be the most magical thing that ever happened to your life. And I'll talk about that in a minute. So there's six different things that will really help you to start to enjoy 
the power of boundaries. So I'm going to give you some other suggestions. So I already talked about self-care. If you're not like the master of taking care of yourself, it's time for you to become the master and really dive in to take care of yourself. You'll feel better. You'll probably look younger. You'll feel amazing. Well, yeah. And when you feel amazing, it's not a big deal to say to somebody, hey, that's actually my stuff. So no, you can't take my stuff. Number two, start to take an introspective look at what are your core values. Like it's it's just we don't live in a world where people talk about this stuff. But your core values are really who you are in life. So, of course, the more you can understand who you are, then you can set up things that will be helpful. I mean, clearly, you, clearly hopefully, you could understand that when I have three full moving boxes of cancer research materials, of which... Most of America and a lot of the world doesn't know a hoot about. That would be upsetting because look at how much money we raise for that, but nobody cares about the truth about it. So you can see that knowing my core value of happiness, that that it's helpful to have a boundary to prevent me from being having my head <laughs> having me come unglued about something that I really can't impact. So start to identify your core values. You know, what are your needs and what are your priorities? Because those things you want to use to shape and form your boundaries. Now, do you have boundaries? Well, listen, if you don't have boundaries, so what? It's time to start to enjoy them. It's time to start to put them together. But if you don't have boundaries, it's probably because of the family you grew up in. Boundaries are something that not every family has. In fact, that's one of the big problems with dysfunctional families is that there's a lack of boundaries. So if you don't have boundaries, it's not the day to say, oh, I'm terrible. No, there's nothing terrible about you. But this is something, an area of your life that you can change and you can impact, and it's not that difficult. So it's time to get clear, if you don't have any, that you don't have any. And then it's time to start to go on a journey to create them. Now, I'm a big fan of not doing life alone. Now, I do do life, I do, I've done a lot of life alone because I'm single. Uh, or, we're anyway. Um, but I'm not a fan of doing life alone. Definitely not a fan of it. I'm a fan of team and groups and playing and having fun. That's that's my thing. So my suggestion here is that you grab some people. They and if you don't have people you can grab to build a team, then you could you could form one through your social media connections. You could form one you know, through an organization, there are lots of ways you could form a team if you don't actually have enough people you could, you know, put on your team. And this is an area that most people, most people in the world, myself included, have room to grow and develop. Like, we're not, we're not all done. So you want to grab some people and create this amazing adventure.
And yes, why not have it be an adventure? Listen, I'm a fan of parties. I'm a fan of, of team. I'm a fan of making things fun, 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 and laughing and playing the whole way. Because life is too hard otherwise. I mean, I'm just sorry. Life is too hard. I do strongly recommend you have a reward system. I've done a podcast on that. I've written about it on my uh, on newsweek.com and you can find all my articles on Newsweek through my Newsweek link on my website or the Newsweek expert forum, my profile page. But yes, you want to implement changes in your life so that your life is fun and amazing and the best life you could ever imagine. You're going to need support for that. So that's why you have a reward system to keep you on track. Now, I do certainly recommend that you learn assertiveness because assertiveness is going to help you in every area of life. And it's not that big a deal. It's not that hard. None of these things, by the way, are hard. However, most of these things for some of you are going to mean change, which is why you grab buddies and you build a team to help you stay on track and you have rewards and you're going to have parties. <clears throat> Hopefully you're going to create this really cool name and really make it this adventure of a lifetime because then you'll never forget it. All right. So for my takeaways for the power boundaries, it's time to recognize whether you have them or not. If you don't have them, it's time to recognize that you want to put it in gear and start beginning the process of identifying and establishing your own boundaries because that's going to make your life intensely better. Trust me. And it's time to build a team for whatever you need to do in life. Uh, call to action. I hope you're going to share this podcast with other people because you clearly, I'm sure, know people who don't have, either don't have boundaries or don't have healthy boundaries or are violating your boundaries or what have you. But share it on social media if you would. And that's it. All right. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast episode 101, The Power of Boundaries. I hope you're going to get to work and establish some really strong, healthy boundaries for yourself if you don't already have them. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically because of course you wouldn't want to miss, you wouldn't want to miss one. Visit my website to enter my giveaway. Hang in there for now. Love you. Take care.